because uh, we are missing our chair this afternoon and our vice chair is running late, could you among yourselves nominate one of you to lead the meeting until Mr. O'Brien arrives? I second it. Do I have to accept? All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Ms. Hall. All right, let's call this meeting to order. And the first item of business is to approve our minutes from our last meeting on May 29th. Has everybody had a chance to review them? Yes? I was just thinking, Michael wasn't here, so. So we already, we discussed it before the meeting, but he still gets to vote. Oh, okay. He didn't tell me. So we do still have a quorum to vote on the minutes. Anybody want to make a motion? Actually, I have, a, I have one comment. Kelly, do, okay. do we have a quorum for a vote for approve the minutes? We have four people? Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. Okay. Very good. I know that you're going to give Mariana an A for her work, but you may want to put one more in her name. Did you, did you catch that? No. There's, a, there's an A missing right in the middle. Okay. So we'll add that. If you could just give her, <laughs> give her an A. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mariana. Um, it's the A missing in the middle. Yeah, Miss Thal introduced. Good catch. Okay, that, job. I didn't catch that. Yep. Anything else? Anybody want to make a motion to approve the minutes? I'm so I'm moving that we approve the minutes for May 29th, 2014. I'll second it. Okay. And then all in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you very much. I have very few items on the director's report except to remind those present that we have the road and trail management plan environmental impact report responses to comments going in front of the Parks and Open Space Commission next week, November 20th at 2.30 in the afternoon. Those, uh, the, the commissioners will hear public testimony and make formulate and make recommendations to the Board of Supervisors, which they will receive on December 16th, and uh, will also accept public testimony, and we're hoping that they're able to make a decision on December 16th, and that is uh, to approve the Road and Trail Management Plan and certify the Environmental Impact Report and responses to comments. And I also want to remind everybody, pardon me, the purpose of this committee, this is the Measure A Community Oversight Committee and the purpose of the Community Oversight Committee is to oversee the uh, audit and to review the expenditures under Measure A to make sure they conform to the ordinance that was uh, adopted into law as part of Measure A. And that's what we'll be doing here today. The budget process to formulate the next year's budget uh, actually starts in November every year. 
uh, the budget that you have reviewed and will be reviewing and that our auditor reviewed uh, was, uh, was uh, formulated last November. Our budget process is now a two-year budget process. That is, we consider two years expenditures for the entire department. Uh, the staff formulates a recommendation to the Board of Supervisors. In March, we bring the Measure A recommendations to the Board of Supervisors, and in June, there is the final adoption of our budget, our entire budget, by the Board of Supervisors. So next June, they will be reviewing the 15, 15 16 budget for the uh, department-wide expenditures. Um, and I just that's just a little reminder about uh, what we're doing here today. And with that, I will turn it back to uh, the chair. All right. Well, with that, we get to do public comment. And I can tell you all of the things that public comment has, but let's first see if we have anybody who wants to give any public comment. There's not a rush to the stand. Okay, I'm going to close public comment and we'll go on to item number five, the presentation on the audit of Measure A expenditures. Great. Thank you, Tamara. So before I jump into this item, I want to point out a couple errors on the agenda. Um, okay. One in the top paragraph, you're not commissioners, you're committee members. And um, under item four, this is not the Parson Open Space Commission agenda. It is the Measure A Community Oversight Commission agenda or committee agenda, so. Uh, also on the second memorandum regarding uh, presentation on fiscal year 13-14 measure expenditures, if you look down in the second paragraph, um, there's that 4,457,000, and that should be $591, and then for a total of, and we just switched the last two numbers, but it should also be $14,457,591. I'm happy to report that we were more careful in the books that were audited, <laughs> <laughs> and you will hear that in the auditor's report, I hope. Great, so at this time, I would like to talk a little bit about the fiscal year 13-14 audit. Uh, we began this process working with the Department of Finance to create a request for statement of qualifications, which is the way that we advertise the opportunity for um, auditing firms to um, participate in this process with us. It was basically our selection process. And so we um, worked with the Department of Finance. We interviewed uh, a couple of firms that applied, and we selected Badawi and Associates. We've been working with them uh, for several months. After we had selected Badawi, um, we convened an ad hoc committee of this oversight committee. And um, that was committee members Durr, Hull, and O'Brien. And I wanted to thank you all for participating. Um, we first met together with the Department of Finance um, and the auditor to discuss and plan the audit. And then again, after the audit was completed, to discuss um, the outcomes of that audit. Um, and so uh, Badawi is here to present those today. Um, Badawi has basically created a final report based on um, those outcomes. And uh, at this point, I'd like to introduce Ahmed Badawi, who is the president of Badawi and Associates. And he'll go through that report with us. All right. Thank you. 
try to stand away from the mic as possible. Would you be more comfortable here? Uh, I think I'm fine. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, Kevin, if uh, maybe we can have the, the report on the screen. Sure. That may be helpful. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I'm Ahmed Badawi, and I am with Badawi and Associates. We're uh, delighted to be here working with the county on this project and uh, just basically wanted to uh, present to you what, what we've done and the results of our work. Uh, so like Kevin mentioned, we were engaged to uh, audit the county's compliance with the Measure A. So uh, this is the final product that we issued and I want to start you on page one of the report which is really our uh, audit opinion. And uh, I'm gonna just walk you through the different pieces of it and what they really mean. Uh, so it would be this one. Yep, all right. So you will see that this report is actually broken down into different paragraphs. And uh, the first one is the compliance. Uh, and it basically says what, did, what exactly we were engaged to do or what did we do. So we're saying we have audited the Marine County Parks compliance with the types of compliance requirements described in the county ordinance uh, 3586, which is really the ordinance that dealt with Measure A. Uh, and the period that we covered was from April 1st, 2013 to June 30th, 2014. So the expenditures that were incurred during that time and also the revenues that were, the sales tax revenues that were uh, earned during that time. Uh, the paragraph after that is management responsibility. Uh, compliance with the requirements referred to above is the responsibility of the county's management. So we look at county's management to ensure that they have the proper controls, the proper procedures in place that will ensure them compliance with the measure. Uh, our audit is really just a certification whether the county complied or not, but it does not in any way relieve the county from its responsibility that they are the one responsible for complying with the measure. Uh, the paragraph after that is our responsibility in this project. So of course our main responsibility was to express an opinion on whether the county has complied with the requirements of the measure or not, which is really the document that you're looking at. And it also described the fact that we have conducted our audit in accordance with generally accepted auditing standards, and it really uh, gives a brief description of what those standards are. Uh, what it is really is that we uh, have to do what we call risk assessment, so we will look at the internal, different internal controls that the county have in place, identify areas that are more vulnerable for non-compliance, material non-compliance, and then we direct our audit effort to make sure that non-compliance did not occur in these areas. Uh, our opinion, that's obviously the most important sentence in the whole report. Uh, we believe that the county complied in all material respects with the compliance requirements referred to above uh, during the period that we mentioned from April 1st, uh, 2013 to June 30, 2014. Uh, the word uh, in all material respects is a, is a key word. Uh, an audit is never an absolute assurance. Uh, we work on a test basis uh, based on our risk assessment, so we don't look at every single transaction. Uh, we can also never get comfortable with the completeness. If something was never recorded on the books, it's very difficult for us to, to find about it. So, and we also don't look at every $5 and $10. We set certain materiality thresholds that we will look above these dollar amounts. So. Just wanted to let you know that an audit is not an absolute assurance, it's a reasonable assurance, and reasonable assurance should be considered to be a high level of assurance. Um, report on internal control over compliance. So as part of our audit, we have considered uh, the internal control over compliance. Uh, we were not engaged specifically to report on these internal controls, but we considered them as part of our audit in order to plan uh, and do the risk assessment for the audit. 
uh, on the following page, uh, we really just uh, define what uh, we consider to be uh, control deficiencies and material weaknesses. Uh, basically, the professional standards requires us that any time we have uh, observations on internal controls to classify them either to material weakness, significant deficiency, or control deficiency, with material weakness being the most severe. Uh, so this is just a definition of what these are. Uh, however, uh, we did not uh, identify any material weaknesses during our audit. Uh, but I just want to also clarify that we were not specifically engaged to look for material weaknesses. These are things that we consider in planning our audit. So our opinion is just basically saying nothing came to our attention rather than to say that there are no material weaknesses. Uh, I know it sounds very similar, but they actually do mean slightly different in our responsibility. Um, and then uh, finally, uh, this report was uh, really only for the sole purpose of uh, uh, looking at internal control over compliance um, and is not suitable to be used for any other purpose. Uh, on page number three is a summary of all the revenues that were earned during that period and all the expenditures uh, incurred during that period. And at the bottom, you will see the unspent uh, proceeds or the unspent revenues uh, by each category. Uh, so you can see, obviously, the cities and counties did uh, a much better job of spending the money. Uh, but uh, you can see that the, at the end, that the unspent fund balance, that you still have a significant amount, uh, 10.4 million, uh, that was not spent during the fiscal year. Uh, so, of course, those 10.4 million will be covered in our audit next year as they get spent. Then they will be covered in our audit, making sure that they are in compliance with the measure and, and all of that. Um, on the following page, on page number five, is really just uh, what we call no disclosures to the report. And a lot of this is really straight from your measure. Uh, it's just description to the reader of this report of what measure A is, what is the expenditure plan, what was the expenditure plan. And uh, as you continue through the report, you will see we're talking also about, uh, we're describing each of the category, the farmland preservation, the uh, cities and towns role. And then we're talking also about the oversight committee and the role of the oversight committee. Um, and finally, uh, on page number nine, we have a summary of the procedures that we performed uh, as part of this audit, which are really the procedures that were specified in the, in the county measure. Uh, that's really what we followed. Uh, so that's pretty much the entire report we have. Uh, obviously, the last page, uh, page number 11, it says there are no findings, which uh, obviously is something that you probably would be interested in. Um, so that's uh, our entire report. It's very simple and, and, and easy. Um, you know, it was really a pleasure working with the county, uh, organized and provided us the information when we asked for them, and uh, uh, we really had no issues, so we were happy to be here, and uh, I'm more than happy to answer any questions that you have. Any questions down here? No? Pretty no? Clear. No questions. All right. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Oh. Madam Chairwoman, I... I would like, first of all, to thank Mr. Badawi, and uh, he, was, he and his staff were a pleasure to work with as well. And I w especially want to thank Yvonne Zubko, uh, Ron Miska, and Kevin Wright for the way that they set up a brand new set of books for 
uh, keeping track of Measure A. And um, we were inventing as we went with help from the Department of Finance, but it was really confirming to have professional audit tell us that they did a great job. So we're really proud of the staff for that. And we really thank the, uh, the subcommittee who helped us with select the auditor and work through the audit. So thank you all very much. Thank you very much. So on to item six, the presentation. There should be public comment. Oh, we, do we have to? Oh, this is why I'm not with this. So I have to open it up to public comment? Okay. Is there any public comment on the audit? How beautiful it is? Right font type? Margin spacing? No? Okay. And the audit will be and is available on our website if anybody wants Measure to. Website? Yes. Okay, okay. So then I close public comment. Do I have any comments from staff? No. Kevin? No. I was just going to mention this is an action item, so you'll be. Do we actually have to approve it? Exactly. So do we approve it or do we recommend that the? All right. So your agenda says the committee will form a recommendation okay. to the, there you go. All right. Who would like to make a motion? I'll, I'll move that we recommend. Okay. I'll second it. I'll say I'll second. All in favor? Aye. Anybody opposed? I'm aye. No? Raphael? Aye. Yeah. Okay. Any abstentions? I guess did I cover all? All right. Now Very can I go good. to the next item? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Item six. Presentation on the fiscal year 2013-14 expenditures. Okay. Are you up? I'm up. Okay. <coughs> so we've covered this now a couple of times, but the three purposes of this committee are to oversee Measure A expenditures on an annual basis and to work with staff to oversee an annual audit <coughs> and annual report. Staff decided to put together a presentation about measure A expenditures to further enhance your knowledge about um, measure A expenditures and our budget planning and our accounting processes, things like that, um, to help you oversee these expenditures. So that's what this report will cover. And we'll talk about how measure A funds were budgeted, how we spent the money, um, how we uh, created and implemented a lot of programs to provide pass-through funding to a lot of our partners, and then how we accounted for the funds. And just as a little reminder, I know Ahmed just covered this, but there are three different programs. One is the Parks and Open Space Program. Um, the other two are the Seastown Special Districts and the Farmland Preservation Program. And what I'll do in this re report is go through each one individually. <coughs> and just up front, um, when you know we were heading into uh, April and you know, voters are going to vote on Measure A. The message was really clear that Measure A funds were to care for what we have. We had a lot of facilities and public lands that had a lot of deferred maintenance, um, needed a lot of care and attention. And so um, first we put that message on the seal um, because we felt like it was so important. But also uh, you'll see throughout this report that, you know, from the expenditure plan through the way that we've implemented this funding um, into actual expenditures, um, they're all really focused on caring for what we have um, in our parks and our public lands. Uh, I mentioned that the 
um, expenditures are generally described in the expenditure plan. Um, in creating all these programs and looking at how to spend this funding, uh, staff worked very closely with the Department of Finance, as you probably picked up on. We also worked closely with County Council. Um, we reviewed board ar archives, things like that, to be the most informed about spending this money. So jumping right into Measure A as a whole, we originally budgeted $10 million, which was an approximate amount they thought would be brought in during this fiscal year. Um, the actual sales tax revenues were $14,457,591. Pretty good, quite a bit over the amount estimated. Um, and the total spent was 4032956 And I'll talk about all these numbers as they break down in these various programs in just a minute. Some Board of Equalization and uh, Department of Finance fees, um, administrative fees, just for you to be aware of. Uh, the BOE takes a 2.2% cut to administer all of this funding, to collect it, to pass it on to us, that kind of thing. For this year, that total $238,101. Um, Department of Finance works closely with us and provides staff, so again, um, they charge for their staff time. So now jumping into the Parks and Open Space Program, which is the program that provides 65% of total funding to Marin County Parks to spend. That funding is broken down into a couple of different types of expenditures. Um, one is 80% of that 65%, the other is 20%. Um, the 80% is largely focused on caring for what we have, um, protecting and restoring wetlands, protecting water quality, um, managing fire fuels and vegetation management, um, repairing, maintaining, uh, caring for our parks and our open space facilities, implementing trail projects, and augmenting visitor services. So a bunch of different uses um, generally described here in the expenditure plan. And then the 20% is for the purchase of uh, land or conservation easements uh, from willing sellers. And um, just to point out in both these cases, this funding Especially for this item, if unspent, you know, it basically accrues over time. So it's not lost year by year. So if there is a large purchase in the future, we sort of build up funds to make that purchase. And Measure A, even though we budgeted and account for it separately, um, it really is intended to enhance the work done through all of our different department divisions. And I just list those here. It's the Marin County Open Space District, Parks, Landscape Services, County Service Areas, and our integrated pest management program. And all of these different sides of the department do really important work and cover the really dynamic and different aspects of what we do across our public lands. So um, Measure A can basically go toward and enhance any one of those um, department sides and their needs. So in the creation of the, the first budget, um, and we continue to um, sort of modify this as we learn, but we, we laid down some important principles for budgeting. Um, one, we wanted Measure A to have its own budget. So for the Oversight Committee, for staff, it'd be really clear, you know, these are the Measure A projects that Measure A is budgeted for. Um, they could share projects with the Open Space District if they're enhancing other projects in other budgets, but that way you're looking at a specific budget with specific Measure A funds. Uh, Measure A is typically used for project and service enhancements, um, basically things throughout the different department divisions that couldn't be paid for beforehand um, with the budgets that existed. So it's basically used to enhance um, existing budgets. We hired all new staff positions funded by Measure A under fixed terms. 
because when Measure A expires, the other budgets won't be able to absorb that staff time. So just making sure that um, we're not hiring them for the long term, they do expire. Uh, when it comes to the county service areas, uh, when it comes to large capital replacement and improvement projects, they'll be required to compete in our budgeting process, um, like all of our other projects, and they'll also require um, substantial matching funds. And finally, uh, we are looking closely at leveraging grants and other funds um, to, to match this money uh, to make sure it stretches a long way. Regarding accounting, the, the important thing is that um, we keep measure funds in a separate account. That way, um, expenditures, everything is moving in and out of that account, so it makes it really clear. It's not being put into a large pool. We also pass this requirement on to all of our um, pass-through grants and competitive grantees, um, so it's very transparent there as well. And because this will come up later on in the presentation, I just want to cover um, there are two types of ways that we sort expenditures into buckets under Measure A. One is fix, fixed expenditures and the other is functional area expenditures. Um, the fixed expenditures are service enhancements or um, extended or ongoing expenditures like salaries, um, extra hire positions, equipment and supplies, that sort of thing. And you'll see what I mean by example later on. And then functional areas are more project specific expenditures, um, shorter term, um, environmental permitting, review, that kind of thing. So the focus for 13, 14 expenditures, um, you know, this first year was really about gearing up and there's Pat. Kelly, I'd just like to acknowledge Pat O'Brien as present. Great, so the focus um, for 13, 14 was really gearing up and so we thought about, so what do we need to be successful over the next nine years to really make sure that Measure A has an impact? And so we started with the basics. We started with staffing. We really needed the planning and field staff support um, to one, implement the projects, and two, um, fill some serious visitor services and enforcement gaps that we had developed over time because our funds have been dwindling. Um, we've been working hard on necessary planning for future Measure A projects basically the planning foundation, um, the public process and everything else to support those um, improvements on the ground that we'll see in the near future. Uh, we focused on addressing critical deferred maintenance. You can see a couple examples here. Um, those actually weren't there during the tour of the oversight committee. They'd been replaced, but um, some ugly looking picnic tables and asphalt. There are a lot of examples of that where there are a lot of trip hazards, um, hazard trees, things like that, that we really need to address now and finally have the funding for. And then we've mentioned a couple times rolling out all these Measure A programs. Um, as Linda said, we basically had to create these programs from scratch. And so we did a lot of work to make sure we created very robust um, programs that upheld the purposes of Measure A. And we passed those on to our partners so that you know, now they can receive funding as intended. So for the Parks and Open Space program, we had budgeted $6.5 million. That's 65% of that $10 million figure. The total that we received was 9403817 That number includes interest. Uh, and then the total we spent was um, a little over a million six. This was a 47.7% increase to our total department budget, which I just thought I'd throw in there because that's pretty substantial. Um, and a lot to plan for. 
um, and we're very appreciative for that boost. Here are some fixed costs, <coughs> and I actually have, so salaries and benefits make sense, but I thought I'd give you some examples of these other ones. Um, so other charges, capital assets, things like that. This was actually for club cars. Um, we're in serious need of uh, maintenance vehicles for our four regional parks, um, and so that's that item. The interdepartmental charges are all over the place, but that includes um, other kind of departments. So Department of Finance, that expense is in there. Um, DPW, they did some of our repaving work, things like that, um, and also the sheriff and our um, information or IST department um, helped us with our website and communications and received some funding. Then we jump into functional areas, the road and trail management plan. Um, this is permitting and similar things. Vegetation and wildlife. This was um, basically all Conservation Corps North Bay. And their work was a combination of vegetation management. Um, they helped with fuel breaks. They helped with um, uh, invasive species and restoration work. So they were really um, our labor force on the ground in a lot of ways, um, showing up project by project, managed by uh, Michonne Martin's team, and did a lot of great work. Our visitor services and community engagement, um, this money went towards signs, um, an on-site defibrillator, defibrillator at uh, McNair's Beach, um, other miscellaneous supplies to enhance visitor services. Our open space facility and infrastructure um, expenditures went toward things like uh, the pest pet waste service that was so wildly popular amongst uh, dog owners and others. Um, we installed a bunch of new pet waste stations and a service to help us maintain those. Uh, equipment rentals to do a bunch of project work on the ground. And uh, then the park landscape and CSA facility and infrastructure this has a huge list of um, expenditures, but it's everything from landscape yard paving, um, improvements to the McGinnis Park restroom, uh, replacing the landscape overhead doors, tree removal, uh, McNear's Beach Park flooring, fe new fencing, and the list goes on. So, you know, all of these are deferred maintenance, caring for what we have, um, which just sound pretty familiar. Oops. And then finally, administration at the very end. Um, this number includes the Board of Equalization fee that was mentioned earlier. Um, also includes some uh, required communications components as a part of um, measuring and implementing measure A. So now, uh, under fixed costs, you mentioned staffing. So I thought I would go through um, all the staff that we hired and uh, kind of what they do. The resource specialists focus, um, help us with things like biology, um, so that's where they're focused. Uh, the maintenance equipment operator, projects on the ground related to heavy um, equipment operation, um, grading, things like that, caring for our, our roads and trails. Um, our integrated pest management specialist um, just received uh, his pest control advisor's license, um, and he's going to be a huge help. Um, basically providing information and advising us on pest control on our lands, um, and also working with the IPM Commission. Uh, park Volunteer Coordinator, I think some of you may have met Kurt Schroeder on the tour. He's a great guy. He now full-time um, works in parks, promoting volunteerism and leading volunteer projects, and um, has had quite a splash. So our volunteer programs are great and really enhance our impact in our parks and preserves. Um, the 
part-time open space planner is focused on Bolinas Lagoon restoration. The park planner position um, helps us with landscape architecture and park planning that's important for um, you know, the planning that we're doing to implement projects in the future. We hired a vegetation and fire ecologist who coordinates with uh, the fire departments throughout the county and advises us on things related to fire fuels management, stuff like that. Um, and then we hired uh, five rangers full-time, four open space and one park ranger, and they're focused on both uh, visitor services out in the field and also um, enforcement. And they're all really great folks. Finally, an administrative services technician to help us with the increased administration load. Um, she also works on a variety of other administrative needs. Um, she is full-time. She's a regular appointment. That's the one difference, and she'll actually revert back to a different budget at the end of the nine years. So I mentioned the planning projects necessary to prepare for spending more money in the future. The road and trail management plan and vegetation biodiversity management plan is really critical. Uh, many, many projects will be rolled out of those and we're already discussing the next seven years and exactly how much money is, you know, going to be needed for projects coming out of those plans to make sure that um, we really sort of fuel them up and, and implement them. Provided it's approved in December. Exactly. That's a good <laughs> caveat. Three park master plans were rolled out this year, which are really exciting. They're focused on Stafford Lake, McNear's Beach, and uh, Paradise Parks, um, all beautiful areas, but all have facilities that are way outdated and in serious need of some upgrades. They're going to have really, or actually the robust community engagement processes have already begun, and um, there'll be a lot more of that. Steve Petterly is actually leading um, those efforts, our um, head of landscape architecture. So. Those will be great. They're basically going to lay out, um, you know, preliminary designs for these three parks based on um, extensive community input. And from that, we'll be able to really plan specific projects and fund specific projects. And um, for those, we expect $100 million in expenditures to come out of those. And obviously, Measure A won't cover that. So we'll really be seeking um, grant and other funding to help support those projects. And with the possibility of the state park gone, And of course, Measure A will help leverage yeah, yeah. that, and, and we're also thinking uh, help leverage private money, which we are seeking for Bolinas Lagoon restoration. So we're really excited about all these additional sources that might yeah, be available. And historically, the state has been the largest provider of grant funds to this department for its parks and open spaces. So, and there ha there hasn't been anything for a while. So there's it's hard to leverage this money without that source. But I, yeah, and I I don't I hate to continue to interrupt Kevin's presentation, but we've already had two cities knock on our door and say, how about that joint project? 
since you have money, I think that maybe we can find some money and together we're going and seeking transportation funding, which of course when you partner makes you a more attractive candidate. So a lot of this just makes us uh, in a much better position to leverage additional funds. Briefly covering some critical deferred maintenance projects. You can just check these out. Um, everything from hazard tree reduction to uh, grinding and repaving um, sections of trail to remove the trip hazards, um, replacing aging tools and infrastructure. So just a lot of really um, immediate critical needs were addressed this year. I mentioned the 15 dog way stations, and here are some photos of some other projects. Um, there was erosion control done at Cascade Canyon and the Vedanta Trail. And those projects kind of spread out all over Marin County, so the, the improvements are really benefiting communities all over Marin. The community grant program, um, the program part of the grant program was rolled out this year, but we didn't actually award grants um, until we got to 14-15, so we'll actually report on grants funded by the 13-14 and 14-15 funds next year in November. And um, I have a feeling there will be a lot of great photos and stories to tell from that. Um, the grantees are already hard at work. There are six of them. Um, approximately $84,000 was awarded. And uh, they've been doing great work. Really, you know, the purpose of the grant program is to work with our community partners to bring more people into our parks and preserves to enjoy them and benefit from them as far as their health and, and wellness. And um, we're really seeing that happen, so it's very exciting. Finally, we just received a report about you know, the audit and the importance of the audit. That's really the fine-tooth comb. The auditor looks at a whole bunch of expenditures, a big sample, um, works very closely with staff to look for weaknesses. And so um, that's a great tool to make sure we're on track. And we're very pleased with this year's outcomes. He told us he had no recommendations for improving our system that these folks set up to account for the measure A. So we're pretty proud of that. Finally, uh, you obviously saw a discrepancy between the amount of funding that came in and the amount that we spent. One reason you know, was obviously that a lot more money came in than we intended, but also this year it took a lot of energy to really gear up to hire the staff to do all these things. Um, we also didn't have any acquisitions this year, so there's um, a whole portion of funding that's basically being accumulated um, to plan for acquisitions um, in the future. So there are a bunch of different reasons. Um, but basically, now that we have staff on hand, our planning is underway. We're excited to um, spend some big dollars on really important community-driven projects here in the near future. So jumping into the Measure A Cities, Towns, and Special Districts program, this is more language that comes straight from the expenditure plan. And I just wanted to point out that this basically mirrors Marin County Parks. Um, it's really just caring for their lands, similar park facilities, open space preserves, um, things like fire fuel, reduction, that sort of thing. So very similar. Here are all the 19 cities, towns, and special districts. You should take a look at that list. Firehouse Park uh, Agency is actually out in Bolinas. It doesn't say Bolinas. But so we have an official memorandum of understanding with each and every one of those entities that Kevin generated and that went through their governing boards, which was a big effort. It was a lot of paperwork. 
one of the special things about working with the cities, towns, and special districts was right from the get-go, there was a very collaborative process. Um, just before I arrived, um, there was a meeting held where there was an initial discussion about how to equitably disperse this funding. And um, then we continued to have these conversations for the next several months. And the cities and towns decided that the best way to distribute was per capita, so based on population. The special districts actually uh, decided that they were going to go the different type of allocation method, which is um, distribute 50% of their funding equally and then the other 50% per capita. Um, there is a pretty big range of populations, but they felt like they each had pretty high infrastructure needs, and so they felt like that was fair. Um, the special districts are considered to be responsible for all of unincorporated Marin, and so that percentage works out to the cities and towns receiving 73.55% of the total 15% of this program, and then the special districts receive 26.45% that they distribute. So basically what this amounts to is a big spreadsheet, and what we do is after each six-month period, we look at the total collected in the previous six months, um, we plug in the spreadsheet, and we basically generate disbursements for all of these um, cities, towns, special districts. They receive uh, two disbursements per year. As Linda mentioned, there are... Are the special district parts of bigger sure. CSD, which usually means county service district, is, is that what it refers to, or just special districts within the county, or...? It, it's basically part managing special districts. Um, so special so districts are responsible like for... Strawberry would be... Yes. Perfect example, yep. So with these 19 pass-through grantees, we entered into grant agreements, and they basically cover the uses of funding. They pass along the requirements of Measure A to all of our grantees. They also discuss things like the timing of disbursements and um, the reporting requirements. Kevin, do you folks have any control over the type of project that that money goes to? Yes. You do? We do, and I'll actually, um, so the work plan here up on the screen, we, we have two different types of checks and balances. One, before they receive their first disbursement every fiscal year, they're required to fill out a work plan before they receive that first disbursement. And it comes back to staff, me, and you know, it, it basically built into this matrix, it requires them to um, account for how much they have in their accounting that they haven't spent. That's added to what we expect to disperse to them and then they basically budget it for us. And we itemize, here are the basic categories you can spend money on, and then they're required to come up with a general budget saying, here are the different types of projects and expenditures we plan to spend money on. <clears throat> I have to approve that, and what I do is I basically look closely at Measure A and the expenditure plan and at what projects they propose and make sure that they are compatible and then once I approve, they get their first disbursement. And then at the end of the fiscal year, <clears throat> before they receive their, their second disbursement, uh, they're required to fill out an expenditure report and um, their senior accounting staff is required to certify that expenditure report. And this actually has backup information attached to it. So um, staff time and where the staff time was spent, um, itemized expenditures, things like that. So, then, you know, it's sort of a first line of review. I look through all of that information, and before we send out that second disbursement, I make sure that they're spending the money appropriately and that they're accounting appropriately. Um, 
because we're talking about this, I'll also say the last slide in this section talks about an audit, and we're actually going to work with the Department of Finance staff starting in February, and the DOF will actually audit all of our subrecipients, um, not necessarily all in one year, but they'll start with a sample, and over the life of the measure, they'll cover every um, subrecipient and competitive grantee that we've dispersed funds to to make sure they've all complied. So just a quick overview, again, 1.5 million, that's just a percentage of that 10 million, the 15%. They received uh, over $2 million, um, and then the total dispersed was 1.7 million approximately. And they proposed all kinds of great expenditures and did a lot of great work, um, renovated pool facilities, hazard tree removal, um, community center renovation, uh, accessibility upgrades that were uh, well needed and a lot of open space vegetation management. So a lot of similarities to our improvements and they took a very similar approach kind of looking at very immediate needs um, and uh, um, unspent funds like us many of the subrecipients had to figure out um, what their public process looked like. We basically leave it up to each city town special district to formulate their own public process. We have our required Measure A process, but it's up to them to respect their own um, public process, their project planning, everything else. Um, we don't dictate how they do that. So um, they, like us, we're trying to figure out how they budget for this and in, you know, basically uh, roll this funding into their planning projects and, and supporting the work they're already doing. There is, and it was in my office, and I didn't grab it because I had so much in my hands, but we have these beautiful new aluminum signs, and we've created information that's been sent out to all of our grantees. Um, they're nice. They're not overbearing. Um, they're about this big. They're green. They show the Measure A seal, and um, it's great. We're actually going to tie them to the map on our website and on the back of the annual report, and it's a way for people to identify Measure A throughout the county. So. And I think it's a requirement contained in the agreement. It I'm is. not sure. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But nobody pushed back. Uh, they didn't want it to be a giant Marin County Parks is here sign. Yeah. So it allows them to identify the city or special district, but it's got the uh, Marin County Parks uh, Measure A hawk with the little check mark and the Marin County Parks web address. Yeah, people are so proactive that they're sending me draft designs that they've made on their own saying, can we post these up because we're excited to talk about it our projects. Yeah. So I mentioned this, that the Department of Finance will help us audit all these subrecipients similar to how we're audited. And now jumping on the farmland preservation program, this is 20% um, to protect Marin County agricultural lands through conservation easements. 90% or more of this funding can go either to Marin County Parks or through a competitive matching grant um, to purchase agricultural easements or existing or additional real property interests. And what that means is um, if, there is an, a, if there is an existing agricultural easement 
that could be made more robust by purchasing additional real property rights, then this fund can also go toward that. The Marin Resource Conservation District also receives 5% of the funding to do um, important conservation work on existing um, farms and ranches with agricultural easements. And the last piece, 5% um, of the funding can go toward easement monitoring enforcement on agricultural easement properties. Uh, there haven't been any requests for this yet, and um, potentially this fund could get rolled into that 90% to add more toward um, purchasing more, more easements. So for this, $2 million was budgeted. The total received was over $2.8 million. Uh, the total we dispersed this first year was 602486 And because the numbers were readily at my fingertips, I just want to throw in the matching funds from the RCD and um, malt and the grant we granted them was over 1.3 million, which was great. And I'll talk more about what those matching funds were in a little bit. Here's a before and after picture of one of the RCD projects. Um, they really focused a lot on water quality improvements. Their first disbursement occurred in January. We managed them very similarly to the city's town special districts. They're required to fill out a work plan and expenditure report. Um, they're basically held to the same type of agreement. Um, that was their first disbursement there, about 65000 and they brought in um, almost that much in matching funding. And here's another before and after. Um, again, they focused on water quality improvements, and that included gates, fencing, um, seating, and mulching, all kinds of things. Really great projects on farm. Uh, our agricultural policy number five required the creation of um, an agricultural lands conservation program before the passage of Measure A, and what that program helped us to do was create this matching grant program. Um, we require a 50% match, and groups like MALT can apply um, to receive funding to fund important um, conservation easement projects um, or acquisitions. And so that's what that's all about. All of that information is available on our website um, for anyone to apply for. And it's managed through our um, chief of planning and acquisition and his team. And our first grant, we we're thrilled about this, the Thatcher Ranch easement um, is, uh, was an important property that Malt had identified as a priority. And the landowner was willing and ready to sell an easement. So we awarded them $537,000. It's an easement over 623 acres. The total um, expense was 1.8 million. And at the bottom, you can see some of the matching funds and where they came from. It's impressive that Malt brought $500,000 to the table of their own. Pretty great. And that's it. That's the three programs. Long presentation. Next year, we probably won't have to go through all the details of the programs and everything. But I thought this first year, let's start with. As soon as, we'll post this as soon as we're done here, exactly. So starting probably tomorrow. Any further questions on this item? So we'll move to our next item. This is a draft, and we, we want to release it and make it a big surprise. And um, 
we're also not done uh, fully editing it, but uh, I wanted, because we're not meeting again until February, to give you an opportunity to look over what the ad hoc committee looking at the annual report has been working on. Um, we're really excited about it. This is not the format it'll be in. I'm actually going to pull up a PDF that shows you the design. Great, so when we met in May, we had very preliminary ideas about what an annual report would look like, and we had agreement that it would be good to talk about the department as a whole, as well as Measure A and how Measure A enhances the department work. So we started there, and we had a few examples, like East Bay Regional Parks District, of what we liked in others' annual reports. <coughs> we got together with Mariana and her team from El Studio, and um, I wish I had it off the top of my head, but I don't. The uh, ad hoc committee, which was, let me think, Larry Kennings, Michael Dybeck, and Tamara Hall. That's right, you're on both. So I wanted to thank you very much um, for participating in that. I feel like there have been some fun meetings looking at design and the details of the report. We decided that. Um, Basically, Mariana presented some ideas for how the report could feel, the type of paper, stuff like that. So this report is actually going to fold out once like a book, and then as we move down, it's going to fold out again a second time. So you'll have a complete spread on the left-hand side looking at the department as a whole, and on the right-hand side focusing specifically on Measure A. Under the Measure A expenditure plan, it requires an annual report that focuses on Measure A expenditures. And so you'll see throughout this report that, one, it has a dedicated Measure A section, but two, it focuses on expenditures throughout the report. And I'm going to blow this up a little bit. And so the cover is nice and attractive. We get down here. There's just some basic information about our department, kind of capturing what we take care of and what we do. Um, an introductory letter from Linda. And then here's a report summary of revenues and expenditures and basically talking about um, how money was received and spent. And a little something in the lower right-hand corner about the audit. And then this is where we get into the really fun content, talking about our visitor services, our volunteers, um, the variety of capital improvement projects we embarked on in 1314, talking about our planning, um, some of the accomplishments of the county service areas, and then a breakdown of expenditures. And this information um, is consistent throughout the report, so you're basically looking at um, the same types of information, um, budget by budget. Then going over to the Measure A side, it captures all of the different work done um, with Measure A funds this first year, talks about the expenditures, and then talks about all of our um, subrecipients, grants, things that we awarded as a community grant section. And on the very back, and this goes back to talking about those <coughs> excuse me, signs on the ground, there's a map of <coughs> a few select projects. Um, 
that will be fun to visit. They're all over the county and they're listed up there. So we talk about those. Those will also be available on our website. We plan to create a more robust website that actually has an interactive map. Um, that'll be great because you can scroll over and it'll help um, identify, you know, it might have a photo, but it'll help you pinpoint exactly where the projects have been done. So you can go plan and go out and visit our parks, check out these improvements. There's a little section on what's planned for 1415 and then um, a reference to how you can get on our website and learn a lot more. Obviously an annual report only comes out annually, so our idea is to make a really robust website. We already basically have a website for Measure A that we update regularly, um, so it has current content, but we want to make something where people can cruise through a map, um, they can review uh, organized information about any of the program areas they're interested in, um, there will be more financial information and uh, a lot of information about what meetings are coming up, when to participate, that kind of thing. So um, a lot of communications happening. So that's it. Looks like a very attractive uh, layout. So I think it will be well received. The information is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I like, I like the combination, whether design or the combination of the visuals with the data. It was a team effort. There's a lot of going around of staff wanting to add a lot more information and the design team saying, too much information, let's figure out how to boil this down and make it very readable. So I think we came to a good balance. It's one of the one thing, one of the wonderful things about the time that we live in. It's enough to pique interest, convey a lot of information, and also to send people to the website where they can dig a lot deeper. Thanks. Uh, so that will be approximately mid-December. We're going to make some very final edits and then um, we're basically ready to go to print. We'll have a print version. I think we're going to print something around 2,500 copies to distribute. Um, I believe uh, there are a few libraries interested in partnering with us to um, provide copies through them. And then we're also going to have a copy on the website um, about mid-December. So um, anyone will be able to access it. Okay, we're moving on to the next item on the final measure a budget. So I'll be taking over this part of the presentation. Um, Ron Miska, Assistant Director. Uh, so this, none of this information should be new to anyone. This is information that was contained in the presentation given to the Commission earlier this year regarding all of our budgets, um, including Measure A. Um, so this is more of a refresher slide. Uh, some of this may be familiar to you already, hopefully. So hopefully there's not much uh, redundancy from the previous presentation that you just saw. Uh, we just want to give you an overview of how many budgets our department prepares, which if you add all those together, it would be about 11 separate uh, budgets, the largest of which are Measure A uh, and those for the Marin County Open Space District and uh, the parks. The reason we have those three different um, 
uh, budgets is because, again, Measure A, we want to keep that money separate. The open space district is funded uh, differently than are the parks, and so we keep the open space district money separate. Uh, parks is funded by the general fund. Then we also have the seven county service areas, the CSAs, and the lighting and landscaping district next. Um, we have many sources for proposed projects that, that can be candidates in the budget development process. Those projects can come from our strategic plan or other adopted, board adopted plans. Uh, also from public input. In fact, the purpose of uh, the commission meeting, I believe, in March is to, uh, to one of the purposes of, the, uh, of a meeting that we have in March with the commission is to solicit public input regarding proposed Measure A expenditures, which is a requirement of the uh, Ordinance 3586. Um, and then staff, given its work uh, throughout our parks and preserves, has a lot of knowledge of the issues and needs that what our lands and facilities, uh, the improvements that they need and the repairs that they need. Um, we have a very robust uh, process, internal process for reviewing and prioritizing uh, all of the candidate projects and service enhancements uh, that are considered in the budget development process. Uh, it's a collaborative process involving all levels of the department uh, it involves a number of meetings of the senior managers of the department to review all those expenditures. Those whose programs have proposed them must uh, describe them in detail uh, and make a case for them. Um, next slide. Um, we have, a, as I said, we have a detailed project description of what, why, how much, how many, etc. We also um, ask, there's a, we have a huge spreadsheet. It's like literally this long with very small type. Uh, that, really yeah, <laughs> that uh, we list all of the projects and uh, across the spreadsheet is the description, how much it's gonna cost, where the money's coming from, is there any grant or other funding associated with the project. We ask for information as to what general type of category that expenditure falls within, and we list them there, whether they're road and trail management, vegetation management, real property acquisition, visitor services, uh, slope and drainage management. Next. Um, we also need to know what the duration of the expenditure is. Is it something that's ongoing and annual, uh, or is it something that's a one-time, uh, it could be one year or it could be multiple years, but it has a finite end a finite time period to it. We also have weighted selection criteria that we've um, developed using a number of sources, including uh, Rin County Department of Public Works. We use some of the similar criteria, but we're a different agency, so we have slightly different criteria as well. And those criteria include whether a, uh, an expenditure is a priority in a current approved plan, whether it engages volunteers, whether it removes or reduces a threat to health and safety, whether it's a legal mandate, uh, is there grant funding or other outside funding, is it a board priority as, as, uh, as expressed in our department's performance plan which is approved by the board, uh, and is it a project already underway because we don't want to, if we spent a lot of money on a project and 
it's a two-year project. We don't want to lose that investment that we've spent, uh, that we've already spent by, by not moving forward with the project. So next, uh, there are more selection criteria. Um, does the expenditure generate revenues or lead to savings and efficiency? Does it remove or reduce a threat to natural or cultural resources? Does it engage? And uh, Measure A actually has three additional uh, criteria. Uh, and those are, as you see there, does it engage underserved communities? Does it contribute to community health and wellness? And does it contribute to increasing visitor diversity? So um, as Kevin mentioned, the Measure A budget complements the budgets for our parks, uh, open space, and, 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 and other uh, expenditure categories. Kevin already went over the department's principles associated with Measure A funding, so we don't need to go through those. Now I'll get into the current Measure A budget. Um, those are the figures that we had in terms of uh, estimated revenues at the time that we developed the budget. By the way, the budget development process is starting at the end of this month uh, for the next fiscal year. We did a two-year budget last year, so Hopefully we won't have as much work as we did uh, the last time, but we will be carefully reviewing the proposed expenditures that we had approved, uh, at least internally, uh, and making revisions as necessary. Um, and, and also, um, we are asking, we have monthly uh, senior manager meetings, and quarterly we ask the managers to report on their or their staff's Measure A funded projects. We want to be able to keep track of how they're progressing throughout the year, which is why we have this quarterly check-in with them. We want to make sure that they're using the money as, uh, as it had been allocated, and we want to make sure that progress is being made on the projects. Um, so again, Kevin went through this information already. So next slide. So here's a, a detailed listing. This appeared. Uh, in um, a letter that we presented to the board this past March, uh, as well as in the commission presentation earlier this year. Um, I don't know if I need to go into any particular detail. If I see something that I want to call out, I'll do that. Um, just the last item, the accessibility plan, the board just approved a contract with MIG uh, to begin that process, so we're, we're moving ahead with it. Um, actually, we're moving ahead on all of these, uh, these expenditures. Um, next. Uh, yeah, I mean, decommissioning of unauthorized trails is an ongoing uh, uh, process. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're taking care of uh, uh, safety hazards in our parks by repairing the failing stairs at Paradise Beach. Um, we are developing standards for our parks furnishings in order to replace them. Um, Right now, our, our furnishings are a, a mishmash of designs and, and quality, and, and, and we want to uh, develop standards uh, so that they reflect the quality that we want to show within our parks, and we want to show some uniformity 
within our parks when appropriate. Uh, in some cases, like in the larger regional parks like Stafford or McNears or McInnes or Paradise, we want those parks to each have their own character, and that may be reflected in some of the furnishings that we select for them. Next. Um, we are continuing to work on our sign system. Uh, so uh, design is still ongoing. Uh, we will be going into fabrication with some of our um, entry signs uh, very soon, I think within the next couple of months, so you should be seeing those soon. Um, under the natural resource management projects, we are proceeding with the road and trail management plan. As Linda said, we hope to take it to the board. We will take it to the board for consideration on, on uh, December 16th. Um, we are proceeding with uh, a marsh restoration project at, at the north end of Bolinas Lagoon. Uh, we just had completed a request for proposals to send out to qualified uh, 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 consultants to help us um, uh, determine the feasibility of what we can do there. Uh, in Cascade Canyon, we completed this summer's work at the, on the Repack Fire Road, which we're very pleased about. Uh, Ring Mountain, we've hired surveyors. Uh, Ring Mountain, as you may or may not know, is one of our most special preserves, given that it has plant species there that exist nowhere else on the face of the earth. Uh, its uh, encroachments on Ring Mountain especially can be very problematic because um, uh, when someone uh, extends their fence out, they could be extending it out and planting a garden or uh, doing something where an endangered species is present, a population of endangered species. So it is uh, very important for us to clearly identify those boundaries and begin addressing those encroachments. Uh, are, we, are there some, I mean, are you aware of encroachments? Oh, yes, a number of them, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and they've gone on for a long time? Yes. Yes. We could talk more about our encroachment resolution initiative, yeah. <laughs> but it's a topic of staff conversation. We know we have an issue that we have to deal with. Um, we did not do the Roy's Wet Redwoods project this year, though we did. We we have completed plans, and the reason for that is, as you you may know. Um, because of the bids came in as high as they did for construction of the Stafford Lake Bike Park, we went ahead and went all through all the procedures necessary uh, so that we could save money and had our staff uh, build the first phase of that bike park on our own. I'd say we're about 60 to 70% complete with phase 1A. Um, so we diverted staff that would have worked on Roy's Redwoods Loop Trail improvements. That staff, however, is not being paid with Measure A money. It's being paid with money that, uh, from the sponsorships that, that are intended to support construction of the bike park. Are you seeing bidding? Is the bidding climate uh, pretty high? Yes. Um, we got bids. We went out to bid twice, as is required, before we can do the work ourselves. And the, 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 the bids came in at approximately $1.1 million. They were very close. Uh, we believe we could do that for slightly more than half, uh, half of that amount. And we're, we're succeeding. Uh, we completed much of the Dawn Falls trail repair work. Uh, more of that work still is going to continue, but we've entered the season uh, when we 
the rainy season, hopefully rainy season, and we'll be continuing that work again um, starting uh, sometime in April, or if not sooner if we don't get any rain. Um, we are proceeding with a contract uh, uh, with a hydrology firm to identify restoration alternatives for McInnes Marsh. Um, and Endeavor Fire Road improvements are uh, being developed. Um, we are working with the Department of Public Works to match some money that, and grant funding that they have to rehabilitate portions of the Mill Valley Sausalito bike path. Um, we budgeted part of the money that we need to start uh, repairing the McNears Beach Pier and we're going to, and when they get the second installment of money in fiscal year 15, 16, then work can begin in that fiscal year. Uh, Stafford Lake Bike Park, we've identified money, I'm sorry, Stafford Lake Park, McNears Beach Park, and Paradise, we've identified money for projects emerging from those master plans. Uh, so those are projects that have not been started because that's actual construction um, of, of uh, things that have not, uh, improvements that have not been uh, made yet. They're just being in the planning phase. Yes, next. Um, the next slides we've already gone over are the service enhance, what we call service enhancements, meaning the staff. Uh, we've already gone through this before. I don't see a need to go through it again. Next, uh, yeah, these are still, okay. So we're getting into beyond staff. I think Kevin mentioned the Con Conservation Corps North Bay contract. Um, in addition to hiring staff, we need to provide them with the equipment they need to do their jobs, which includes vehicles and other supplies, materials, and equipment. Next, um, we have begun what we call an early detective detection and rapid response program within our natural resources program because we find that it's most effective to control invasive species populations when they're new. So we have a crew go that goes out and, and identifies these locations and uh, hopefully eradicates the problem before it gets out of hand. Um, we have a couple more staff positions there. Again, another vehicle. Um, Dog waste pickup, that's a really popular expenditure in Measure A. People really like that one. Um, but not as much as the rangers. They yeah. really like the fact that we're hiring somebody to come in and pick it up. And then we have uh, one, two, three, four, five other staff members there. We don't need to go over. And that seems like the end. that's it. I thought I had an end slide there, but maybe I didn't. Anyway, there's an abrupt end to my presentation. and. Uh, I'll take any questions if anyone has any. So that's a contract with a dog waste uh, pickup? Yes. Yes, our most, most targeted high priority areas where we have the most dog use, high volume dog use.
So the next meeting is scheduled for here, February 12th at 2 p.m. in the new year. And at this point, we'll be on sort of the regular two meetings a year schedule. So after that, the next meeting will be the following November, then back to February, and it'll be the same 2 p.m. in this, in this room. Does that sound good to everyone? Great. And then during that meeting, we'll cover 15-16 uh, budget planning and um, just update you on selection of next year's uh, compliance auditor and things of that nature. So we're basically starting the process all over again. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, guys.